0: There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling.
1: Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass."
0: Brett screwed Brett.
1: Die, Rocky die.
0: Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now.
2: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mc Crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
1: of a detour.
0: Alright guys, let's start talking. Jack's here, Phil's here, hey! There's a lot of people already here, uh, and, I, and the question and, and the question to start with just came through, so we're gonna jump right in. Uh, Joe Medina asks, "Where does this rank on the injured performance rankings?" Phil and I were trying to figure this out during the match. First of all, what a hell of a match! I mean, ju- I mean, I-, I went from being, you know, looking like car crash interested to just like uncomfortable watching it to just on the edge of my seat within the span of about two minutes. But I mean, what is the, what are the historical comps for someone walking into a match this injured? And I'm not talking about, you know, Lex Luger's got a steel plate in his arm. Uh, Phil, Phil mentioned, um, uh angle when he went when he had his match with Brock he was pretty banged up I mean listen the, the worst injuries that people wrestle, have wrestled with in history are probably ones that we don't know about right it's probably guys with like slipped discs and uh they were on a lot of painkillers and stuff like that but like in terms of just torn muscles I mean
1: I when the visualness of it was right like like there are probably people who have been injured worse but the fact that this is injury was so visual, right? Like you could just see his repulsive bruise on his on his arm. I mean, that's just, that's just gross stuff. I wrote a whole book about bloody wrestling. I've seen some, watched some gross stuff, but something about that like bruise changing colors mid-match, oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, you asked for a comp. The first thing I thought was Kurt Angle with a broken freaking neck. I mean, no, this, that was something totally different. But I, I think, Phil, to your point... I- think what made this feel so hard to watch was that at the at the core it's a it's a bruise and at the very even if we haven't you know I have never had my pec torn you know I've never had an injury that we would call one of the most gruesome injuries but I've been bruised before and I can only imagine a bruise that big and how that would feel so I think even people who haven't horrible injury could kind of empathize or at least feel something every time he moved or every time something touched him or it, it this was uh, yeah I guess I'm with you guys where I started this thing and I was like just wrap this up just end it make it like a what a, like a roll up end it quick but by the end just an incredible performance I don't know how you can watch any Cody Rhodes anything after this and not just have crazy
1: respect for him I mean, he's a sicko, which is the – I'm not a giant Cody Rhodes guy, but I do admire him being a sicko. I mean, remember, he, he's a guy who went, you know, lit his back on fire <laughs> in a random TV. <laughs> I mean, a, you know, sicko is – I, I can appreciate him. Well. Totally,
0: totally true, and to Jack's point, Greg, let's get Greg in here. To Jack's point, they had an out right? This is a hell in a cell match. And everybody knew about the injury coming in. If you didn't know, you saw Cody's bruise. If they had just done a 10 minute Seth Rollins relentless beatdown, right? Just hitting Cody Rhodes in the bruise of the chair for 10 minutes and laughing hysterically. And, and just that being it, that would have been acceptable. I think to everybody, you know, I, mean, I don't, I don't think there would have been that many complaints.
4: Greg, what do you think about this performance by Cody Rhodes? it It's incredible, right? That's the only thing anybody can say about it because I mean, if I stub my toe, I'm sitting out the match, so for him to walk in with the torn mm-hmm. peck and and you see the bruising and you see it change in colors mid match, you have to have nothing but the but the utmost respect for him and i like like Phil said like this is a guy who set himself on fire for a table spot in a random t v match that didn't mean anything, so we know he has more guts than brains when it comes to these performances that he wants to give his all for. But just tonight took that to another level. And I think the legend of Cody Rhodes went to a whole other level after tonight. Yeah. When I used to
1: fight, uh, I would get bruising that looked really bad on my chest. um, And it wouldn't hurt. It would just look really bad. So it's possible. I mean, he has torn back. It obviously hurts a ton. It may look worse than it hurts. I don't know, man. He, he, As a possibility, I, I, I mean, it looks it look awful. I, but I do I do remember the back when I used to box. I used to get bruising that bad all over my chest when I fought, and it would wouldn't really hurt at all.
0: Yeah, but th- I mean, uh, but this is a bru- pre- presumably this is a bruise that is the result of an internal <laughs> injury, which is a whole different thing. And it looked, pre- I mean, I don't think he was he was faking the his lack of mobility for the first fi- you know, seven minutes of that match. There was a point where. And this is maybe the most miraculous thing of all where you kind of like, like he, the second half of the match worked, worked enough that you didn't really, I mean, at least for me, I wasn't, it didn't seem like there was a huge lack of mobility and maybe he was just coasting at that point. But, and, 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 you know, by that point you're used to people selling injuries, I guess. But the first half of the match, he was, he was severely limited. And you could just see he he was bumping differently. He was he you know he, he he had very little strength or mobility on the right side. It, it was really crazy, really really I, crazy. And you know what? It rewrites his history a little bit too. I mean, he's, he's a sicko, and yeah, but th- but that's not the way that we think about. It. I mean, honestly, like I'll never look at the I'll never look at the moonsault off the cage again the same way again. No, I mean you look. I, I was just literally rewatching it during the match, pulling it back up. I'm just like, man, like we're so used to p- seeing people do shit like that. They just, just, you know, just make it, they make it look so easy. And you look at a moment like that now and you're just like, Oh no, Cody was taking his life into his hands because that's who, that's the person that he is. Right. I mean, it's just, he's, it's it's just impossible to think about him the same way after a match like that.
3: I, I will now only think of him as a sicko, Phil. Thank, thank you. You've now renamed uh, Cody in my mind, but I don't know about you guys going into this match is, you know, you hear the news and they're talking about it so much on commentary. There was this part of me that's like, is he really hurt? Or are they just kind of trying to convince us of something before the match? And he comes out and you see just a little bit of the bruise, like, oh, maybe he is hurt. And then he takes the jacket off and it's like his whole, the whole side of him. And you're just like, I was, geez, I looked at that. And it just, even the way he revealed it and then everything just, it, it, it was stomach turning and you're right it, but that is what makes Cody great is now when you talk about that moon salt off the cage when you talk about lighting himself on fire when you talk about this this match here with the torn peck Cody Rhodes matches are must see matches now i mean you have to tune in because you have no idea what this sicko is going to do it's true uh who is this oh henry
0: Henry's in the chat asking if this is wrestling's jordan flu game i mean we're gonna uh, yes i think this should yes yeah. so what else do we need to say to that this is absolutely uh oh yeah rob's it rob compared it to kurt shilling's bloody sock yeah i mean this is just one of those just one of those things that we're always going to remember the, the but perhaps the craziest thing of all is that this is one of the best wwe matches of this calendar year and not not just grading on a curve, but it's impossible to not be grading on a curve, I guess, when you're talking about it. Um, we will continue to praise Cody Rhodes for the rest of the night. We can get some Seth Rollins praise in there, too, if you want. But I want to take maybe a little bit more of a, uh, uh, you know, smart marquee turn to this conversation. I heard about this injury what, yesterday, the day before, and it was a little bit up in the air, a little bit. We'll see what happens. Uh, but it seemed really real. Uh I, I was kind of surprised the news didn't leak out sooner, because I usually don't hear things way in advance. But what I initially heard was he's gonna try to work, and then they're gonna like, you know, the doctors are gonna take another look. But if this is a tor- if this is a legit torn peck, we could be talking about nine months out of action. And if that's the case, is it weird that they put Cody over in this match, especially at the expense? of Seth Rollins, who, who by process of elimination might be like the only star left standing by SummerSlam?
1: I, I You got to gotta put him over when he comes in with that. I mean, you know what I mean? If he's going to wrestle with that bruise, he goes over. The, I mean, you know, I would say they probably should have put Seth Rollins over in the last on the last pay-per-view uh, and had this be the rubber match rather than just have it be a 3-0 sweep. But uh, I think you can't have, you, once he comes in with that thing, I mean, this—it's pro wrestling, right? The guy's got to overcome it and win the match.
3: I, th- I think. Yeah, this I, was, agree. I I think this was the exact right call. I think Cody Rhodes, to me, I tweeted it, but I think he's—he he filled the role of Super Cena after this. I feel like he's got that same Super Cena vibe where he can overcome anything and. Let's not forget, Money in the Bank is around the corner. A Seth Rollins Money in the Bank win erases everything that's happened over the last three months as far as win loss go. If he wins Money in the Bank, then we're not talking about losing
4: three in a row to uh, to Cody. Yep, and I was gonna I was gonna say the same thing. I agree for the, for both of those reasons, um, especially because Seth can come back from this easily. You know, Seth gets more out of losing to Cody. He can descend into madness and be more maniacal and be that guy who goes on the reign of terror until Cody comes back, whether that's rumble mania, whatever. And then they both benefit from this because if Cody goes down, then he's just a guy who wrestled with an injury and lost. And it was cool, but he lost, but now he he won and he swept Seth with this terrible injury. You know, th- that means a lot to Cody Rhodes. He came back and said, this was all about legacy. So this As much as it was for the fans, this was like a legacy win for Cody Rhodes to add to the resume and say, I did this. So when he's running down those accolades for the Hall of Fame and when they put together that video package, you see the night. You see nights like tonight going into that video
0: package. And, and all- I couldn't agree with you. I, I totally agree, right? I mean, I totally agree that for Cody Rhodes, and if there's anything that's been clear over the past several months is that WWE isn't more invested in the Cody Rhodes experiment than just about anything else. But for the immediate future, like... Roman Reigns is going to work six more dates this summer. Like, that's it, right? Uh, R- Randy Orton may be out for a long time. Um, uh, and now Cody Rhodes presumably is going to be out at least for some, you know, for a couple of months, one would assume, right? Just for the immediate future. Like, you need Seth. I mean, you. Can, it wouldn't have been that hard to have Seth I mean, Seth could have pulled out the Valiant. I mean, the, he could have done a, a face-turn victory. He could have beat the shit out of Cody Rhodes and did the, the Shawn Michaels I'm sorry before he did the pin. You know, like you, you need – WWE's going to need a top baby face at some point, right? I mean, that's Cody Rhodes. I agree it was a great look for Cody, but if he's not there, man, they're in need of – I mean, that's an empty spot.
4: I mean, Bobby Lashley sort of literally – and figuratively grabbed that championship and took the reins as the guy that's gonna be the top baby face on Raw tonight, right? I mean, you saw him celebrate. Chicago turned up for him. Um when MVP tapped out, he blew a roof off the place, which is something I wasn't expecting to see. And then they celebrated with him like like he was Jordan. So maybe he's the guy that's stepping to that baby face role uh for Roman Reigns until they come back.
3: I mean, yeah, they got Bobby Lashley who I agree one hundred percent with that, but also Drew McIntyre called this shot for uh later on down the at the castle so i think i think you've got people there and you can fill in spots with people who may not be the uh the ultimate challenger but will still draw enough interest you know a, a matt riddle uh roman reigns matchup may not be the most spicy thing in the world but i think you could sell a smaller show with it and uh again bobby lashley drew mcintyre along the way and after tonight, uh, how spicy does Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes look at a big show? I mean, that seems like to me, that seems like one of the biggest matches they could have had they could have in a long, long time. And we just saw Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and we just saw John Cena versus Roman Reigns. I think this could be right up there after tonight. You're
0: you're right on that, and I mean, and that that puts a lie to everything that I said because. It, if the if the point is to get to Cody Roman at some point in the future, then this is a huge, huge step in making that match seem absolutely enormous. Oh, Brian Ditterstein is here. Um, yeah, it's it it's it's WWE WWE's potentially in a has a very thinned out roster for the rest of the summer. And I do think, or I hope, you know, summer's a time where things get crazy, uh a little or a little bit weird at times. I think there's an opportunity for some different people to take the spot. Now, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, I mean, I, I've been texting around people that who the, who, who they think is going to be called up or going to be take, you know, going to get a look at, at, at some run and, 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 you know, at the top of the card, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I mentioned Braun Breaker in one of the group chats, um, I, you know, a lot of people are angling for Montez Ford push for a long time. I would fully get behind that. Obviously, you mentioned Lashley and stuff, but in terms of like an unlikely someone who hasn't held the belt uh in the past twelve months, who would you guys like to see get a little get get a little bit of a look for the rest of the
4: summer? Ali. I would say Mustafa Ali. Um honestly, you know, Chicago notwithstanding, he's a guy who's very popular and can deliver in the ring all the time and we saw with roman and Rey mysterio really roman works well with guys of any size just because of his size is is so you can put him in there with so many versatile challenges but i think ali especially as somebody who was so close to the title when daniel bryan had it he put him in that spot again um he can he's not believable enough as somebody who you could think will take the championship from roman but i think when the bell rings and they get going he can become somebody who you would think would be champion. Sort of like Santino in that, uh, I believe it was an elimination chamber, where by the end of it, he was one of the last people standing, and and he hit the Cobra, and everybody thought he was about to become the champion. I think Ali could give us a number of performance with Roman.
3: I mean, I I said it earlier, but I think Matt Riddle. I I think that especially with him being... Type of guy that can go from silly to serious, uh, the drop of the hat. I think he, everyone loves him. I think that, you know, I don't know if I see him actually beating Roman Reigns, but if they had a, a, a program together for a, I think that really exciting, really fun, perfect summer rivalry for those two.
1: If we're talking about bringing somebody up, I think uh, Carmelo Hayes would be a good one. That guy's got an act that I think would work and, if you want somebody that isn't overexposed at all and, and is a really good wrestler and it's got a whole shtick, And I mean, I don't know if he gets a title shot, but if you're looking to refresh the roster in the mid upper level, I think he'd be a good guy to sort of pull from, pull from that day.
0: No, I, I, I totally agree. and I think that, I mean, from, from what I can sense uh, I think that if anything, they'd be reluctant to, to pull, to pull the trigger on Carmelo Hayes, if there's be, because they'd be worried about getting it wrong. I think that they have. I mean, he he falls into that Roman Reigns. I you always used to tell the story but there was a there was a period in developmental where there were two guys on the don't fuck it up list, and it was Roman Reigns and Xavier Woods. Uh, and I kind of feel like Carmelo Hayes is on that list, maybe even more than Braun Breaker, but Braun Breaker certainly in that category too. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree. He would. I mean, I, Hayes is just on another planet right now.
2: And we had a- I mean great- we they always have Bobby Lashley, you know, just the slide like the slot right back in the title picture. So they'll probably that's my guess is what they'll probably do. And um you got Omos too out there who can, you know, who could get that title push. I think who you know both would you know both make sense. But let's not forget that they get slot Bobby right back in.
1: I wanna I'm I'm a Warriors fan. I want to give a little love for my guys for putting the beat down. It's kinda um Reminds me when you're like, "Oh, we still have Speedy Claxton." I mean, it's just like kind of, that's that's kind of a rough pair of dudes that you're talking about as your top guys of running paper. I mean, I kind of like I like Bobby Lashley. I kind of like Omus too, but that's that's kind of like a that's kind of a little weak sauce stuff for having like big stars. I mean, I don't think anybody is anybody tuning in to see an Omus headline pay per view or a Bobby Lashley headline pay per view against the Roman
3: Reigns. I would. But I maybe maybe Bobby, anybody. but maybe not Omar yet. Yeah, Bobby's uh, far, somebody that they've
0: they've done a good job of building Bobby, and there's and it's clear that there's some internal faith around Bobby. I think that uh, he's a little bit. I think that he would sort of be the safe pick. At least that's the way they would view it internally. Um, and I you know I like him a lot. He's had some really good matches over the last couple of years. Uh, uh, you know, and he's. Been a really great character. Thanks in large part to MVP. If you if you weren't aware, you might have learned it from his rap tonight. But um, there's there's also some like, you know, Mad Cat Moss (laughs) had a really good look tonight, and he's a dude who everybody and their mom inside WWE seems to think is a you know is is a is a
4: future star. Um, Seeing some names in the chat too. I saw Big E and Xavier Woods separately. So um yeah. those are two people that Roman has some history with and then the name that the chat made me think of too Shinsuke Nakamura, right? They keep teasing that Roman and Nakamura are going to interact. They had they had something back in January. They had something again right after Mania. Shinsuke is somebody who could probably work well with Roman.
0: God, I would love that. That would be really great. My 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 uh you know, jaded point my jaded point of view is is that is that pairing him and Riddle together is probably a sign uh, that neither one of them is, is, has the full confidence of the, of the office, but maybe I'm wrong, man. Maybe they're, maybe they're going to put, maybe they're going to smarten up and and put Nakamura in that position because he could have, he could be
2: really, really good in that role. Um, You uh, could put you could put Edge right back in the title picture. too. Don't forget about Edge.
0: Edge has certainly like done. I mean, and this is actually to his credit has done a good, has done such a good job of sort of, Becoming part of this, building this team, and almost sort of sidelining sidelining himself from the main event that you don't think about him right off. But yeah, he could be right there. Uh, You probably get AJ Styles in there without too much trouble. Kevin Owens is always plug and play. I mean, that guy's he's he's one of the best in the business for a reason. Um, So yeah, I mean, they they have a lot of options. But you know, uh, this feels like a time to not play it safe. You know, especially if all these injury rumors. Uh, not just rumors. I mean, it's just injuries. If some of these injuries are as bad as they are rumored to be, and put Randy Orton in that category too, it's just this is, you know, a whole different, whole different playing field for WWE. Well, not, uh,
4: not just with the injuries too, but I mean, you know, Money in the Bank is now in a more intimate arena, but they have some stadium shows lined up that they definitely want to sell. So, like you said, they want to they want to be able to say, "This is what we do. We do it better than anybody can," and come in with 70,000 of, of your fellow wrestling fans and see us do it, for two shows in a row. So they, de- they definitely can't play it safe right now.
0: This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits... and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. And and listen, let's not, as I'm talking about all these new, all these young stars that I would love to see get a push. I think we can all agree on just something interesting would be interesting is interesting, right? It's something as uh, some people in this this room would say, The the phone calls are definitely going out to the you know Brock Lesnar's and John Cena's and uh, oh maybe even Steve Austin's of the world just to to check on people's availability you know if they want to they want to pick up that bag of cash so you know it, it could be it could be more of a throwback than a forward looking
3: thing who knows well. People uh, have kind of poo-pooed on NXT 2.0 since it's made the change over, but looking at the roster they have right now as well, I don't know if there's anyone I would necessarily say could go up against Reigns tomorrow outside of maybe a Braun Breaker, but I mean, if you need to fill in a roster that's thin, they've got so many people on that roster that I could see moving to Raw or SmackDown this week and fitting right. So I don't, the thin roster, got a ton of people who could you could plug in this week and they would fit right in perfectly on raw or SmackDown.
2: What about Champa? I mean that would be that would be fun to
0: see. 100%. I mean I'd be I'd be in on that. I, they they haven't treated him terribly so far, uh but they've certainly not treated him like a super duper star. No. Um so yeah, I mean that that's That's a good name too. I mean, it's funny. I I joked about it. We had our, we we were talking in our post-show last week that we can't have one of these post-shows and just talk about the matches. There's always some bigger outside the ring storyline of play. And I guess we found ours for tonight uh, in the Cody Rhodes injury and just all the injuries in general. Um, By the way, it's not just the WWE stuff too. We got CM Punk out there with a broken foot. There's been weird secondhand rumblings about a Danielson injury. I mean, this could just be the most
2: injured, the most injury filled week in professional wrestling history.
0: I thought um,
2: he, I thought he had COVID Daniel Bryan. Maybe not.
0: Yeah. That, it, it could be, <laughs> it, it could be something that simple for sure. Uh, so, but yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely nuts. Um, I
1: would think that uh, if your Wyatt or your,
0: what's um, uh, his
1: I don't know, but like the controlling your narrative, it was the giant guy control your narrative. Oh, Bron Keep, Braun Strowman, <laughs> yeah. Braun Strowman, yeah, that, that yeah. guy. Like, I think those guys may at least have their agents make a phone call, right? Because if I mean, I don't like Wyatt, and I don't like the Fiend, and I thought that whole thing was incredibly stupid. But I, you he's did? a guy. Yes, he's a guy you could bring in and <laughs> and and have like a. He would be a guy you could stick in. He's been in the main event certainly enough. Absolutely. And they've gone long enough again that if you saw the lights came up and the you know the 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 you know the lantern come out, people would go pretty crazy. And well, I think he's I mean, probably, he's just been sitting at home. And I imagine that he's his agents at least have got to be calling him up and saying, "Well, what are, what are we thinking here, guys?" You
0: no, know, he was tweeting this week like he's ready for a comeback. And I'm sure that he's you know. There's a lot of potential for a WWE return. We talked about them in the Masked Man show this week, but I, I'm serious about Cesaro. I mean, I know that he had his run with Reigns already, and I don't think that would be the rule for him. But, man, there was rumors that he was looking at coming back to WWE this week, and I guarantee his asking price just went up a whole lot because they need folks to work house shows. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they need, they need big names. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think all those are possible.
3: And something about these names, too, is uh, they, like, they don't have to necessarily win the title. I mean, you can beat them up for one of the premium live events and you're good to go. But, yeah, if, I, if I'm one of the guys who's been sitting at home right now, I'm going uh, to make some phone calls because there's money to be made, I'd assume. I'm watching the, uh, the the
0: Broken Skull sessions on with the sound off in the background. And judging by Jeff Jarrett's arms, he's oh ready my. for another run of the top of the card.
2: By the way, exactly. he looks great, this, doesn't he, Jeff? He
0: he's looks in better, better than shape all the than he's ever
2: been in his career. <laughs> he looks great. He looks fantastic. That is um, awesome.
0: All right. So, what do you, should we talk about the rest of the card? What what, what
4: other matches stood out to you guys? That triple I mean, threat in the beginning yeah. was really good. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, you know, we talk a lot about Sasha and Naomi walking out and WWE not having a lot of women to to fill out. The roster and and handle their business. You know, Charlotte's on her honeymoon, but Bianca, Becky, and Oscar proved right there that listen, even with people out, that they can put on a hell of a performance.
3: I could see any combination of them going again at the next premium live event. If you had Becky, Bianca, I think they've shown that they can they can do it. I mean, we've seen it a little bit too much already. But if they did it again, it wouldn't be terrible. And I think Oscar could face either one of them, and it'd be great as well. Like that match i think i mean outside of the the spectacle of the main event i think that opening match that triple threat just blew me away
1: yeah that was leading in the clubhouse for me to write about up until that main event for sure i really do it becky's working really stiff lately like i don't really remember her like laying it in as much as she's been laying it in the last handful of matches and really uh into into her like kind of potatoing people and Asuka always does that was a really for, for like a WWE women's match that that had a lot of pop to it really enjoyed it yeah
2: that, that Asuka that Asuka elbow is like the most I think the scariest move in all of wrestling right now that back elbow oh my god spinning elbow Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah she swings yeah, it. Like I was kind of surprised man yeah <laughs> Yeah, a lot I of malice was, behind that elbow. I was
0: surprised that they, I was surprised that, that Bel Air retained in that match, to be honest with you, because by the end, I was so, like you guys are talking about, I was so amped up for this, for some iteration of this feud to keep going that I was just like, man, just put the belt on Asuka just so you can just like keep rolling these three out. Just something. I mean, and listen, they don't need a title change to keep the, feuds going. Obviously, WWE knows that better than anybody else, but uh, man, I mean, I was just, I thought that was a hell of a match, man. That was just it, it, I would, I, I hope that they keep these three just sort of bouncing off each other in the title picture for the rest of the summer. I, I think I couldn't imagine anything better.
1: Yeah, I, um, Bel- I mean, Air, uh, I think she needs a nice long run this time, so I think she needs to not lose it in her, like, second title defense, right? Like, she needs to have it have, have, let it stretch out, I mean, because they cut the last one so you know, short. Like she'd still retain up until you know Royal Rumble or or maybe even all the way to Mania, uh, but she's got plenty of opponents.
3: I'll, Plus, yeah. she's just such a superstar. Like I just want her to be champion because I I think she's just an incredible. Like she checks every box in the world. I think she should be the champion for a very long time because I think she's just she's incredible as far as everything she does in the ring as, as a personality. I I think it's just it's it's money on the table to have her as champion and be the face of women's wrestling in WWE personally
1: and you know one of the things you can do if the men's division is a little soft which it's i mean from some of the names that people were talking about here it's elevating it feels a little soft and and weak of stars right now you just have the focus of your shows be the women's division which still is pretty loaded even with charlotte out and sasha and naomi gone you still have plenty of big stars and and dynamic performing you just have that be the Focus of the shows and have you know the men take a little bit of a backseat, taking at the five minute matches like the diva ma- matches back in the day, right? Have to be the men's matches.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree. If, if they, I mean, whether or not WWE does that, I mean, uh, listen, they've been trending in that direction, so it wouldn't shock me. Shock me, but uh, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if they'll go full bore. Um, we and, talked about Lashley almost a, a good bit. Lashley' victory was about as uh, defining a moment for him as you could hope for. Um, what else? You know, the, the Owens Ezekiel match. Um, I, I I texted Phil that it reminded me of the Kevin Steen Mike Bennett matches in Ring of Honor. Although that might be a purely aesthetic thing, I might be I might be off on on some of my memory. I was a little bit surprised that it, it ended. Rosenberg pointed out uh, over text message that that uh, Owens was indeed yelling admit that you're Elias during the match. I heard that, but I was kind of surprised the match ended without any sort of without addressing that part of the storyline at all, right? I mean the victory's one thing, but shouldn't he just be like hounding Ezekiel's head into the mat saying admit who you are? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, yeah, no,
3: that's that's exactly my takeaway from it. Sorry to to cut in, but that was actually my exact thought. Like I liked the match, but it felt like, okay, Kevin Owens, you won. You still haven't like you didn't have the match because you wanted to win a match. You had the match because you wanted to proved that this was Elias and he won, but it felt like a half a win because he didn't actually get what he came there to get. You know, it was, it was just, it just felt like I, it felt like if Ezekiel won, then at least you could say, oh, he got away again, but this just felt like, oh, okay. You still don't know. You still haven't proven he's Elias and you won. So I don't really know where you
1: go from there. I think it's probably some sort of gimmick match. Where like, you know, if you, you know, like a, I quit except admit you're Elias or something like that. Uh I don't know if that's another pay-per-view match or that's just something you do on on Raw, but that feels like where it feels like that's it feels like that's they're probably gonna do some sort of like, you know, schbazzy gimmick match around that idea. I, I like that match though. I i I, I miss I miss a, I miss a guy all cut up with Neon tassels around it. I mean, I grew up and well, watch wrestling in the eighties. this is like this is very his whole thing is very nostalgic. I haven't really seen a guy like that in a long time. And I'm like, oh yeah, and I remember. I remember, 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 remember Conan. Right, Walker. just a dash of face paint. Well, they didn't all have face paint, right? You know, you know, Jeff Gaylord did have face paint, right? You get plenty <laughs> guys like that. <laughs> Well, there's a he reason why now those it, guys are those super duper fans. stars.
0: No, no, I mean I couldn't help but I couldn't help but look at and listen. I love all these dudes, but you look at Ezekiel and Theory, and uh, I mean you could even throw Lashley in there and uh, and Madcap Moss, and it's like W Listen, I have nothing, no, no problem with these jack dudes, but it's just like a it's a, it's like a an army of uh, of like cause, right? It's an army of like of like build your own character in WWE 2K. Like it's it's such a weird. It's like an unusual aesthetic out of nowhere, but you know, it's pro wrestling. So yeah, it's a nice throwback
3: feel too. The Jeff Gaylord era. I was going to say, how weird is it that we're saying it's weird that everyone is jacked? Isn't that how it used to be the other way where everyone was jacked and you'd say it was weird when someone wasn't
1: true. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody's kind of, everybody's kind of a CrossFit athlete now, right? They're not like, you don't really see that. Those old, the old school, like, you know, uh, the old school uh, 80s Roy dudes like you did back in the day, right? Like, I don't making any accusing. Ezekiel. I'm not accusing a Ezekiel of anything. But, like, that was, the, that was a point in, the, like, you know, 1992 or something like that where everybody looked like that. Even, like, guys would come from, like, the territory. I remember my favorite example that. If you ever watch, uh, go watch Scott Casey matches in 92, who was, like, <laughs> a cowboy in 80s wrestling. And, like, a skinny cowboy, he shows up in the WWE and he looks like World Warrior and... Scott, fucking...
2: Cain, Scott Casey had some incredible back knee.
1: Yo, that oh was some God. of the best back knee ever.
2: <laughs> you just looked at him
1: and and he... like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> no, there. They, I, I said this before, but there is one moment in time, and it and it's exactly when it's like the re- early WrestleMania era when there's a there's an episode of the A Team that Hulk Hogan and like Ricky Steamboat and Corporal Kirshner and all these guys make an appearance and the camera just like lingers on them for one second and there's more water weight in that photo than you've ever seen in your I mean that that's that that moment of film than you've ever seen in your life those guys were all just so gassed up I mean I honestly think that you, you look at a guy like Ezekiel and it's it's a little bit deceiving because you know the average size of wrestlers has come down so much if you see him in person in like a shirt yeah he looks big but he doesn't look like you don't immediately go to like, this guy's like, you know, breaking the law or anything. I mean, but any, but it is, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a really big dude. And he's also for a guy as jacked and is like athletic and is, you know, just generally good looking as he is. It's amazing that he has this sort of like very sympathetic character and a very sympathetic style too. It's like every time he does like a, a flying knee, you're just like, Oh, that's so cute. That's like, <laughs> like, good for him for trying that move. You know, it's, he's, he's got, he's got my sympathy for sure. Uh, what else do we got to talk yeah, about I here? think Ricky.
4: Uh, How, are we really gonna go, to go without talking about uh Mad Cat Moss and, and Happy Corbin? I mean, listen, it was the one, it was the one SmackDown match of the entire show. I almost thought they weren't gonna get one. This was gonna be like a Raw exclusive pay per view, and it was the one with the longest feud that that's been going on since before before the year started even, right? Because he introduced Mad Cat Moss as his partner, so they've been setting that breakup up since last summer when he finally got some money and then they bought the violence. Like they really, they brought it. It was a match that I don't think anybody expected that match. And maybe because it had such low expectations, they really delivered, but I really enjoyed that match.
3: I thought all the we- matches in general, this is actually a hell in a cell is always, I feel like we always go into hell in a cell saying, this is a ter- terribly built show. And then we always leave hell in a cell going, that was a really great show. Uh, and I, I I agree with you. I think that this was a fun one as well. And I look at it and I think I, I remember thinking after this match was over and Madcap wins, I was thinking the world is Madcap's oyster now. Like he's he's he has everything he needs to now go and be a star. I mean, whether or not it all translates, we'll see. But they have set the table for him. Like he has he's been built sympathetically. We now like him we know who he is he he has a, had a huge rivalry he won the rival, rivalry the world is his oyster i don't know what's next for him but they uh, wwe has actually really put mad cat moss in a place to succeed
0: yeah he's legit and i think that i mean he's definitely he's de- like i said he, he's definitely liked and and i think that putting him in you know the plain black tights and just having him I mean, he was just working like, like eighties territory, baby face today. I mean, he was just, it, it, just out there, just like, you know, getting pumped up. And, and then the fact that they greenlit both of those crazy chair spots, I mean, that's, they, 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 they WWE did everything they could. And those guys did everything they could to make this match really seem like it mattered. And, and it, and it worked, you know, I mean, for, at least, gauge, judging by my own expectations, that one that might have done well. That's just behind Cody Rhodes working with one arm, but but in terms of exceeding <laughs> right. my expectations for matches tonight,
1: um, the Theory Ali match was really good. Um, I, it's funny I, on that. I'm right. I wrote on uh, for tomorrow's Ringer column on Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers on AEW and the different way that AEW handles homecomings than WWE club Hidl's homecomings. And it's really amusing because they talked a lot about the WO and then they've got Ali come out in Chicago tights with his family in the crowd. Just get be clean. It's <laughs> just like, like yep, that's how they do it. If you're gonna come out, gonna come out in your hometown, there's you have zero chance of winning.
0: Yeah, man. I really thought tonight was gonna it was gonna put the light of that man. I thought I, there was a, there were a couple of points where I thought he was gonna win and it would make sense for him to win and everything else. But um I I don't have any intel, but I, it does, it does feel like there that this, uh, that we're going to see, you know, we might see John Cena get into the U S title picture before the summer's out. We'll see. I don't know. That's really not based on anything, but I I think that those two are cruising for, or cruising for some interaction. Um, Oh, we got the judgment day, uh, trios match. um, which is pretty good to mean, a little bit paint by numbers. Right. But like not a disappointment at all uh, in terms of exceeding expectations. I guess it didn't do that, but everybody involved in this match came out, I think looking as good or better than they went in. What did you guys think about that one?
3: Match was really fun to watch. This is kind of similar to Kevin Owens and Ezekiel though, where now I look at you know, uh, it, it. I kind of felt like it was one of those, like, okay, you won now. What like you just move on and do something different. I, I like the match itself, uh, and and maybe on Raw I'll, they'll they'll tell me the answer to that. But I left kind of going, okay, you wanted one of them to join you, that didn't happen. You won, but like now what? You know, I, from a story perspective, I, it, I I don't really know what the next step would be.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people, myself at least included, were uh, were imagining that like Finn would turn and help them win. I think Kaz talked me into that on the show last week. Uh, a Finn heel turn on this card. And it seemed like you're right. We didn't make, mo- there was no f- real forward motion in any kind of storytelling in terms of that tonight. So yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens on raw. Maybe they're s- saving the next thing for a bigger moment. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, it was a fun match. Not, not a lot of forward progress. Um,
2: they, I they needed t- to run I, an I, angle on that match. I mean, it was I, a, it was a good match, but the fact that they didn't move the story forward was a big flop for me. I mean, everyone just wants to know who's joining the the, the stable. Something needed to happen. <laughs> right. That's the whole right. point at this point. You know what I mean?
4: Come on. Yeah. As great as those matches are, you're right, Dip. Like, that. that is ultimately what we come for, right? We come for the, we know we're going to get the great match because you look at the, the lineup and you see who's, who's in the match. And I think somebody said it, too, that they didn't exceed expectations, but it's almost like they couldn't because, again, when you look at all the talent in that match, the expectations were very high. So we really were watching to see if Finn joined or if someone else popped up at the at ringside to help them win, and it was just a a, a clean or as clean as you could get, um, win for Judgment Day.
0: That would be great if they just added a member every single pay-per-view and just, and then every, in the next pay-per-view it was a four on four match and they, the fifth guy comes in and helps them win. And then it just go, just keep it going forever. until it's just like 12 on 12 matches.
2: So the entire um, Raw roster by is the way,
4: Judgment Day and they have to yeah. go and face SmackDown a Survivor Series. And they have <laughs> to, to speculate who they
2: trust on the opposing team. <laughs> exactly. who the, who, who, who's the one? <laughs> I love that. Great booking, uh,
0: So, uh, Brian put up a poll uh, on the Ringer Wrestling Show Twitter account asking who the, who, what WWE superstar they wanted to see. People want to see get elevated to the main event picture. The options he gave were Edge, Lashley, Montez Ford, and AJ Styles. And apparently, Montez Ford is way out in the lead. This is, this is according to, to Brian Waters. So, um, you know, crazier things have happened. And I'm you know, putting Montez out there to, to, to make some noise right now
3: um yeah that 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 poll was on twitter and uh dip that twitter is this cool place where you can chat it's this app dip i don't know why you're not on there what's the deal why aren't you on uh,
2: it doesn't uh, go with my uh my my public opinions don't go with my occupation, unfortunately. I, I so I've 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 opted to stay <laughs> off, you know. Boo. I gotta separate I gotta cut the line dip just somewhere. Uses,
0: dip just uses burner accounts. Dip, dip is running dip is running like zero news. What are those like uh, what what are
2: <laughs> Yes? Uh,
3: okay. Cody Rhodes can fight through a torn peck and you can't get on Twitter. I can't believe it.
2: Somebody just said Dip is too <laughs> mage for Twitter and uh, that person would be right.
3: <laughs> uh Let's see if
0: we got any more questions from the chat that we, could, that we need to answer. Um, I did not. Brian Garbras, if we saw Brandy in the crowd in full gear. I did not see Brandy in the crowd, but that doesn't shock me. It seems that she's always in some sort of like cool pay per view get up every time that there's a big Cody match. Um, uh, here's one from Joe Medina Agree or disagree? Rhea Ripley's new gear makes her look less imposing. I don't know. I mean, she certainly looked less like scary on the street, scary, but like, I, I kind of liked her new look. what do you guys think?
4: Yeah, I I disagree. I think, I think the only reason he's saying that is because she showed a little bit of skin. And I mean, I don't think that that necessarily makes her less imposing. Quite honestly, quite honestly, I don't think it made her more imposing. I, I really don't think it did, did anything to, to add or take away from how terrifying she actually can be in ring she, get to that that next gear so i'm gonna go disagree
1: and we didn't even talk about when we're talking about the women's uh wrestling and in their talent pool we didn't even mention her but you could easily put her against uh bianca bear on a big pay-per-view match and build it up uh pretty you know and have it be a big deal she's like another one you can just throw in there and and be in good shape so
0: yeah, that feud is going to be defining, obviously, as they as they, as they, you know, dip in and out of each other's careers for the next decade or whatever. I, I think that, uh, but yeah, she's, she could, she can always fill that role. Um, let's see what else we got here. Put your questions in the chat, even if you've already put them in there, and we'll get to, so
1: we can see them at the bottom. Um, I saw good when They asked what a bigger loss was, Cody or CM Punk. Um that was kind of an interesting question. I mean I think I think maybe Cody just because it feels like the top of WWE is so much thinner than the top of AEW right
0: now. Well yeah, I mean and listen AEW did exactly the right thing, right? They made they, they had Punk come out, they got I'm sure they got a bunch of eyeballs on on the screen by during his promo and then they announced a well I was going to say a tournament, but they they announced a sort of eliminator pay-per-view tournament and whatever thing and frankly, AEW is going to pull that storyline off better than WWE would do it in their, you know, in the same position. So, uh, where, whereas CM Punk, I think the step from CM Punk down to, you know, whoever takes up the mantle is probably more significant even than, than Cody to whoever follows him. But you're right. WWE's just the top of the rosters thinner. And I think that, that, you know, they have a lot invested in Cody Rhodes right now in that project. So, you know, it, it'll be, uh, it's, it's a tough call, but I think, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I
4: mean, you could probably read the chat. I already started answering that question, but I think Cody, I mean, quite honestly, Punk is washed. I mean, Roman said it in an interview last summer. He was right. He's he not as explosive. He's not the same guy. He's not the guy at the top of the card that you that you will want there. I didn't think Adam, Adam Page was a great champion either. So to me, honestly, this is a blessing in disguise for AEW. They got the belt off of Adam Page. Who was stinking it up? They put it on Punk, who got some hype around it for the week or whatever it was, and now it's off of him. And they can put it on somebody who can actually carry it, give us exciting matches. Um, maybe MJF, maybe Mox again. Um, maybe they find some way to get Daniel Bryan in there, and then they have Daniel Bryan and Mox try to fight for it. You know, some some inner turmoil in their faction, but it's off of the two worst people who could have had it. It's I, page uh, and it's awful, punk.
3: I, Greg, I, I love you.
4: That's insane.
3: <laughs> I uh, I don't uh, I don't agree with anything you just said, but I do think that Cody's the bigger loss because I think I think at the end of the day, if fair or not, uh, AEW the people who watch AEW I think are a little bit more forgiving of these kind of things, and I also think that because AEW is newer and they haven't had as many champions, there's still a lot of spicy matchups and opportunities for them to do that fans will be excited about, where I think with WWE, we judge it a little bit more harshly, and we've seen a lot of people already be champion, and it's hard to... A lot of the things that WWE will do, because of what they have, is going to feel like we've seen it already, where I think most of the things that AEW can do is going to feel fresh and new, so we'll be accepting of it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. The audiences are totally different. AEW could come out... I mean, if they hadn't already announced a thing, Tony Khan could come out on Dynamite this week and say, shit, we're just doing Penta versus Nick Jackson for the tempor- for, for, for the interim title. Nobody would complain about that. Right. I mean, that, that would be right. The, the AEW has the ability to pull that off.
3: And so I think that's again, fair or not. I think that's why Cody's the bigger loss because AEW just has more options in that regard.
1: Uh, okay. We're in the pay-per-view where Cody was the only star on their paper, this pay-per-view. He's the only one. I mean, I guess you could say Seth, but he's he's much more of like a a you know a, a utility guy at this point. And that was it. And nobody else on this on this show that I think is treated as a top guy. Uh, and, oh, male and superstars,
4: because you know, I'll be all be
1: that. Yeah, male superstars, absolutely. Okay, male superstars. okay, okay. absolutely. Okay. Male that's not superstars. For, that's not let not about
0: Miss Belair. I want to I want to acknowledge Santi Diaz in the chat, who's now asked twice whether or not Seth is a jobber now. And uh, I don't I I presume he's being somewhat sarcastic, but it is you know it is interesting. It is it is it is going to be interesting to see what they do with him next, right? I mean, because the entire purpose of I mean the entire function, the driving force of this feud with Cody Rhodes was was Seth refusing to leave well enough alone, right? I mean, it was like Cody kept winning and Seth just demanded another shot and now presumably the feud's going to be over and Seth has got to find something else to do having lost every single match against Cody Rhodes so uh, I'm not
1: I'm not sure people know what a jobber is anymore <laughs> like you know <laughs> the, the, the Brooklyn Brawler was a jobber, right like you know I, I people lose all the time wrestlers lose all the time and, and as long as you can you know as long as you're seen as a you know, by the audience is a big deal. You can lose every match, right? How many matches did How many matches did Roddy Piper win in the WWF half in the 1980s? You can probably count him on one hand. And it didn't matter because he was Roddy Piper. And I'm not Seth Rollins as Roddy Piper, but he's also, I mean, you know, that word does mean something, right? And it doesn't mean I lost Three like two pay per view semi main events and then a pay per view main event in a cage match after 30 minutes. And I'll say I'll, I'll hey, add this so too. If you,
0: if you ask if you ask Hulk Hogan, Piper would have made a lot more money if he'd been willing to take the pin a few times. But anyway, Greg, <laughs> go ahead.
4: I'll add this too. I mean, listen, Seth. Seth has an out, right? He said he did. He wanted to win but he also wanted to end Cody Rhodes. So if we don't see Cody Rhodes for a few months, Seth can claim that victory and and take a victory lap around that. So, you know, maybe, maybe they go there with it. Maybe not. I doubt it, but it isn't out.
3: Plus the thing about Seth is he's so good on a microphone and his character is so out there. I think that you just give him some time on a microphone and he'll find a way to explain this all away and be interesting again and he'll find a new feud or rivalry or whatever and I think we'll forget about it I think Seth Rollins is that good I think that we'll move on from it and just think, yeah that was the Cody feud but now he's into something else and maybe he gets like a, a an easy rivalry he can get a quick win off of and like I said if he wins money in the bank this is all water under the bridge and he's a he's right back to the top of the mountain
0: Maybe we just combine all the different things we're talking about and have Seth just do like a, like, I got to get my street, I got to get my heat back. So I'm just going to start beating up jobbers and then just pull a one, two, three kid with like Montez or somebody and have them have, have just lose to whoever they're going to put over next. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, there's a lot you can do. Obviously, Seth is not a jobber. Obviously, that, that question was, was asked in jest, but it's a, you know, it's a it's it, it definitely interesting booking decisions. I mean, i t- this, is what I was asking at, at the very top, you know, I think this is excellent for the Cody project. I'm not sure, you know, it, I, I'm I'm kind of surprised uh, who is it that just dropped all this stuff. Oh, Chris Brandenburg is in the chat, giving us the, the medical diagnosis of a low grade pectare tear. Uh, they could be as little as four to six weeks for healing if it's low grade and he's fantasy booking him into the money in the bank. But um yeah, I mean I guess 4 to 6 weeks and this goes to a lot of people are asking also. There's you don't even have to take Cody off TV necessarily if we're talking about 4 to 6 weeks. Um but it, it it'll be it, it's it does it does but it does make clear how how you know, WWE is at the top, man. I mean it's they they have an opportunity to to make some new stars and they're doing a pretty good job of it, but um you know, this is an opportunity to do more, I think
1: man i think dustin's super happy in aew but there is a real opportunity for him for them to do like if he wanted to make a jump to do like a cody beats up dustin well i mean that cody beats up dustin but seth beats up dustin while cody has to watch or like it feels like he's got a there, there's a, a spot for him uh for a couple of months as the designated guy that cody has to watch get beat up uh since it can't be dusty anymore um but uh, I also think he's I also don't think he's going to work. But I, I was just thinking about that what how you could keep Cody on TV without being able to wrestle.
0: When I went to the house show in Trenton right before the last pay per view, uh there was a dude in the crowd dressed as Dusty. They could just have Seth beat up a Dusty lookalike for three weeks with them making Cody watch. And I think that would probably that would probably hit some of the same notes. Do you think Memphis um,
1: legend Dirty Rhodes is still alive? Uh you uh, could bring out you could bring out dirty
0: that would be one of the greatest things that ever happened. If no one's, if you haven't seen dirty roads, guys hop on YouTube and look for dirty roads. It was just the peak of like Jack Pfeffer style booking in the eighties, where you just like change a letter in a dude's name and pretend that, you know, and just like pretend, like put your fingers in your ears and (laughs) la 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 away. It's really, really incredible. Um, Dip, I just, I, I just got a text from Dipperstein. I just totally missed this that he's dealing with a, a severely injured back. So I think we need to re- recalibrate here. Brian Dipperstein might be doing, might be making the most valiant performance of anybody tonight, including Cody Rhodes. He's, he's, he's laid up with a severely injured back, and he's
2: still here chattering away. Dip, um, how you feel? I'm, I'm Cody adjacent right now for sure. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, Cody's oh, in the God. back seat now. I know. Yeah, it's, I'm, having a, I'm having a back problem right now. It's really bad. Um, But uh, I, I'll work through the injury if I need to, which I am right now. It's happening. You're hearing it. What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, I, My thoughts <laughs> are we can probably start wrapping up soon, guys. Do you have uh, closing, <laughs> closing thoughts? That's his thoughts to his injury. Let's oh, wrap
1: no. it up, guys. <laughs> if we're getting to talk about <laughs> Brian's back. Maybe it's time to circle the wagons and call it a night. <laughs> uh.
0: uh uh millen in the chat says can we comment on how the cody Seth trilogy accomplished so much without a title you know what that's a really good point that used to be i mean it used to be not long ago that the that the wwe's sop was that they would put the title in any feud that mattered right even if it didn't need it they would just like shove one in now you know we have we're working with a bare minimum of titles now Unlike the competition that has 17 of them, but, 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 you know, they, they, this is a really good old school blood feud that didn't have a title and didn't really need one. And they did the best without it.
3: Um, yeah. It's, um you know, we always oh, say you uh, don't Carlos need titles that for certain things.
0: Oh, Those our guy, are... Carlos is in the chat. who Who's like, who's very down on WWE after tonight. So I don't, I, I this is very, very shocking. Uh, one of the one of the, the most diehard WWE fans in the history of the world says they need to work on some uh, they, they need to work on their product. Although his last comment was very good, show with low expectations. Hopefully they make some changes in the summer. Yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully we get Nexus 2.0 or 3.0. Uh, this is the time of year when things get weird. Um, why is KO always overlooked as the guy to elevate? I th- you know what on some level. I think it's cuz KO is too good at what he does. Honestly, yeah. like I don't you said it think earlier. He's, he's plug and play. Yeah. And sometimes and that and he's always going to he's he's probably one of the top paid guys on the roster. We know he's one of the top paid guys in the roster, but he's probably t- higher up there than anybody would guess. And he's treated well and respected and everything else, but like he's just he he is who he is, you know? And he's always there when you need him, but that kind of means sometimes by definition you don't push them to the very top when you don't so anyway and what he's doing with Elias yeah, um, or sorry with Ezekiel right now is just one of the most talking about working without a
3: title one
1: of the you most had it incredible right the first things time, in the world
3: a, you
4: had it right the, the first
3: time no it's it's Ezekiel and there's no question about it but it, I mean KO is like at the top I mean he just a evented one of the nights of WrestleMania I was WrestleMania gonna say when is he gonna be the top Define. like that's <laughs> what? How much higher do you get than that? Speaking of feuds without a title, KO is a top guy. Oh,
0: wait. Santy's back in the chat, wants me to go off on on the Julius Creed shooting star press. We didn't really talk about NXT. We didn't talk about NXT at all today, but Jesus Creed. Christ, that was the craziest shooting star. <laughs> how did the Creed come out and just absolutely <laughs> blow us away every time they get in the ring? I think I told the story, but I was down in Orlando. The only person i marked out for was were, were, the only people i marked out for were the creeds like they're all, the, like the only brutus was I, like i stopped brutus in the hall and was just like jesus christ you're my favorite wrestler uh <laughs> I was david, david david
4: Coulson, can I, we get can we get santee on stage real quick because he's been he was the mvp tonight does Santy have something he wants to get off his chest about how the night went this is dangerous i know Oh, yeah. But I kind of want to hear from from Sandy. Throw Santa,
0: your hand yeah. up if you want to say something. This is we'll, we should we will make we'll, we'll hand out the prize at the end of the night of just getting it being able to cut a promo.
4: Give <laughs> so, <yeah>. get his, <laughs> give his pipe bomb moment. I'm so curious about. You had the chat going up. All right. So here we go. Here we go, Sandy. So Unmute yourself, Sandy. <laughs> no, this Greg, is, Greg. This is Greg's idea. You're Sandy. You're Santa, blowing Santa, it for Greg. <laughs>
3: oh man i'm i'm sorry man you guys hear me
1: yeah
0: we can hear you all right right. right.
3: so so uh obviously like the seth thing was a joke but it's just curious like even the edge feud was kind of weird and ended like before he went on to uh this next feud with cody so that 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 was kind of what i was referring to that overall though i thought it was a great great night uh what i am interested though it's just uh, what are your guys' picks for Money
4: in the Bank and who's going to win that? My pick great is when I want to for a pick, man. I need some consoling. I think it's Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins is winning it.
3: I'm, I'm putting all my money on Seth Rollins. I think he's going to win it, and he's going to be a maniacal madman with the Money in the Bank, and it's going to be a super fun time watching him run around with that thing.
4: Yeah, Seth, Seth uh, is a great yeah. pick.
2: I'm going to copy that one. That's a good move. What do you think? I mean, I thought it was going to be Cody, but I mean, obviously, but, uh, I, you know, I, who, I'm sorry. And who, who else is in it? Do we know? I Do we it's have anybody names? now.
4: It's anybody at this point.
2: It's anybody, right?
3: actually i mean i don't know you know what why why are we picking cody Rhodes? clearly the injury's not stopping him maybe he will win money in the bank why not or well, he could come no back. he's gonna have
4: major come <laughs>
1: yeah. i didn't think he was gonna they're, come out they're tonight, gonna put that but... tech back
4: together it's gonna take a few months could you imagine if he comes back wins money in the bank and then disappears with the briefcase i'd love i'd love to see it be
2: montez be... ford that'd be so awesome
0: dude you know the one thing that montez ford has going for him besides being ex- extremely talented and and, and Deserving and uh you know and and viewed by many to be of a future champion. If there's one other thing he has going for him is that they can make a money in the bank briefcase out of like red solo cup material and have that be his gimmick for the next like six months. You know that could the WWE loves the visual gag and they could really have a lot.
4: And honestly, I feel like Montez Ford could snatch the briefcase right? without the ladder. You want to
0: say? Saw... He,
4: he can snatch yeah, that briefcase call, without Greg. the ladder if he springboards to the briefcase and just pulls it down that way. Montez Ford is is a is a top guy forever.
1: <laughs> oh wow! I wonder if he could get that high. That would be an incredible. I'm spot. Pretty sure. I
4: feel like he I can. think he probably can. I think he can too. Especially if he has the ropes and just springboards off the ropes. He could do it. I have faith. Uh, Kurt Young just got in the chat
0: to say break up the Usos. I don't know why, but uh, I think that's probably about as good a note to end this thing on as anything else. Thank you guys so much for hanging out uh thanks of course to jack and phil and greg and dip and santi diaz for chi- for chiming in and uh everybody i hope you have a good time for the rest of the week thank uh happy hell in a cell we'll see you back here next time we do one of these
2: things see you later guys yeah, thanks everyone you know, stay madge. enjoy yourselves